Hey, this is Derek D Train He Too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by BrandedBills.com, one of the leaders in today's hat industry. If you want something unique, you'll find it there. We love the concept of their leather patches cut out of the finest leather with your logo branded right on the leather. Feeling patriotic? Check out their USA logos or shop by state, offering logos from all 50 states for your custom headwear. Lots of options to choose from, so check out their stock inventory or create your own lid. BrandedBills.com is the sponsor for our hats here at Blue Line Hockey Club, and we are excited to have some of the best hats around. Choose between fitted hats, snapbacks, flat bills, curved bills, trucker hats, you name it, with all kinds of color combos to help customize your branded bill. Get online and place your order today at BrandedBills.com. KingTalkGraphics.com Are you looking for a better way to promote your business? Have you ever thought about a new sign, window film, clear coat, or even wrapping your vehicle? Think about it. All the time you spend in your car driving around Raleigh, North Carolina, a vehicle wrap can be working right alongside you. A clear branding strategy can make the difference between your next call or not. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, check them out at KingTalkGraphics.com Your satisfaction with their products and service is guaranteed. So go online to kingtutgraphics.com and check them out. Get a free quote and get started with kingtutgraphics.com. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. Another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We've got episode 84 tonight. All the usual suspects sitting in the house tonight. We've got Patrick Uncle Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. The producer. And we also have our local... Local IT guy, the local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you mama now? The all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, doctor. Very special guest with us tonight from the Minnesota Wild, Alex Stalock. What's up, Alex? How you doing, guys? I like all the intros. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have got your nickname so we could have... Like the, you know, Aloha, the Aloha. The Aloha is not fitting right now in Minnesota. It is cold. <laughs> cold it's, not, it's not fitting where I am either, trust me. Oh, God. What does my truck say? Six degrees right now. Ooh. Oh, man. Ooh. That's like the only thing. Out here. Oh, that's not bad, huh? The only thing that's good for is I just froze my front yard rink for my little boy, and it's been perfect two days it's like six degrees not much wind it's froze perfect so we were just skating on it tonight actually uh so do you got to get like plastic down and then like some two by sixes yeah. or do you like buy the boards or what, what do you got going on there's there's a company that did the boards for for us and then they left the liner and you do all that stuff yourself so i just did that uh like three days ago i snowblowed it out and then put the liner in and started the holes that uh, freezing your nuts off out there or what no, I put the holes in like a pool. So it was like 6 p.m. I started the water. And I set my alarm for 2.30 in the morning. And I actually didn't go down until like 3.30. <laughs> and uh, pulled the holes back in the garage and let her, let her freeze. Nice. Awesome. Is yeah. that why you didn't start last night? You had to make sure you had energy? I to had to make sure my take care yeah. <laughs> I had to take care of my rink. <laughs> so you have actual real boards you're not like using the doghouse and like two old pallets and uh he's a pro hockey player oh yeah <laughs> yeah we got real boards i don't i would trust me i'd like to be just using wood but i i'm not smart enough to like think that out and to go into a hardware to go into a home depot and come out with exactly what i need there'd be no chance 
<laughs> I remember skating on the pond and like you take a shot and you'd have to walk across the grass or be snow at that time in your skates to get your puck. Oh, walk back right across. Yep. <laughs> skates would be fucked. Yeah, yeah. Things have changed, man. Oh, big time. Big time. So Al, you're a you're a Minnesota boy, right? You skated right out there, St. Paul, yeah. on the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up actually in a city called South St. Paul. It's its own city where a lot of people just think it's like the south end of St. Paul. But so I grew up probably like 20 minutes away from the Excel Excel Energy Center, door to door as a kid. Wow. Um, wow. Nice. So yeah, not yeah, it's it's pretty crazy and. I mean, being home now is awesome. You got two kids and and whatnot, but I don't know how some guys do it at like uh, a young age, like a Mac boy. You know what I mean? Being from that area, or you're nineteen, twenty, you're twenty years old, and you're you got buddies from high school calling you to do shit all the time. And you're like, holy! They got them a little <laughs> older, a little more mature, and I can say no now. Yeah, that's for sure, man. So. The, just to talk about the season a little bit, um, obviously a little bit of a slow start, um, but things have really changed around drastically in the last, um, I think it's about 12 games. Um, I think only one loss. You've so been on the point sheet for just about all those 12 games, I think, except for one or two. But um, So it seems like the team's starting to gel a little bit. You're starting to get that stall Zuccarella line, Zucker line, really cranking out there for you guys. And um, obviously you've been playing great in – in the goal, um, Dubnik's on a little hiatus right now. So even Capo played pretty well last night. So team, team's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you mentioned slow start to the season. It was uh, it was tough to go into the rink some mornings when you're looking at the standings at one and six, one and seven, three and nine. Like holy, you know what I mean? Like we knew we needed to make a push at some point because it. A season is not fun when it's November and it's starting to feel like it's getting long. Like that's a horrible feeling. And I think we knew we had a good team. It was just a matter of playing the right way. And, you know, we had some meetings and some tough practices and tough video sessions where we really had to understand how this group needs to play to win hockey games. And we did that for, for the stretch. I think we were 11 games. We picked up points and, um, yeah, and it put ourselves right back in the mix and it makes it a lot easier to go to the rink and, um, you know, you're a couple points out of a playoff spot now. And to claw back, it's uh, obviously a great achievement. But last night wasn't an ideal game for us to come home. And I think we were getting outshot like 15-1 to after the first. And we just kind of came out dead. And, you know, we just kind of want to tell ourselves that we're not – just because we got back above 500, we're not kind of happy with where we're at. So, you know, we got was- a lot of home games here. And all this, uh, you know, the second third of the we, – we've already banged out 20 road games, I think is what it is. And after this <laughs> next trip, we'll have 23 of them done. And um, it'll be uh, it'll be good once uh, we get to, to the Christmas break. Our schedule is going to be really favorable for us. And um, hopefully we can take advantage of that. Yeah, so from all those basically, road like – what's that, Pat? I said they can finally sober up from all those road trips. <laughs> Yeah, still got Vegas on the docket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully, you got the day off after that one. So, just to touch on a little bit, like when you, uh, you know, going from the slow start and turn it, turning around a lot of it on the road. Um, you know, it could have went both ways. You could have been like the uh, Red Wings or the Devils that are still struggling. Was it uh, pretty tough in the locker room to keep it together with guys starting to bicker a little bit? You know, as far as the 
production uh, wasn't I there. Mean, and... There's tension, obviously. Anytime there's losing in pro sports, you feel that tension and, you know, like, well, where are we as a group? You're one and seven and you get a new GM in here and, you know, he's still feeling out the guys and like, what does this guy bring? What does this guy bring? Um, yeah, it was kind of, a, it was tough. It was hard. It was, we didn't have like practice days cause we were always on the road. So we had to get out of it by playing games, which is not always the easiest because your confidence level's low and kind of going to games being, well, here we go. The team scores the first goal. You're like, God damn it. Here we go again. You know? And <laughs> I think it just got to the point where like, we have to play this way. We have to play hard for 60 whole minutes and everybody has to be good. You know, it, it can't be, we can't get away with being two, a two line team and three defensemen, you know, and win games a lot of nights. And, um, you know, I think we were playing a game that was probably, you know, it's not like you're watching uh, the Carolina or Washington or Boston where there's up and down, up and down. You know, we, we got to get the puck in the zone and work it in the corners and D get involved offensively. It's a, it's a, it's a five, you know, it's a five man unit we have to play as. And um, yeah, I think we did a great job of that this last month or so. And, um, hopefully we can get back to, to where we were, you know, just a week ago. Hey, Alex, you uh, just played in your 100th NHL game, which is huge. Um, congratulations. But I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah. uh, 100th start. 100th start. There we go. Start backup because the backup Rewind. gets thrown in there for some shit games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But just yeah, yeah, your style of play as a goalie coming out, playing the puck, which I love. Um, how was that playing down in, the, you know, like I, I saw you played a little bit in the East Coast, um, AHL. Uh, did that cause any tensions, any fights? Anybody try to, like, level you or anything like that back in the East Coast? <laughs> there, there, uh, it's funny you say that. There was one game I pulled up this year a few times. I was telling guys, when I was in Worcester in the American League with San Jose's farm team, um, Portland, I don't know what it was, but we like in the American League in the old what I think it was called the Atlantic Division. Like we play the same team like 16 times a year, so you played like five. You played like five teams all year, and you played them all like 16 times. Well, I don't know what it was with us in this port, the Portland Pirates, but was, there was one game. There was like 18 fighting majors or something, and. They had a guy, I don't know if you remember, his name was Joel Recklish. He played some games in Washington, and he was a big righty tough guy. He just, he ran at one of our young stud defensemen that was a higher draft pick, kind of from behind, dropped his gloves and fought him right away and kind of dummied him, knocked him out in like three punches. And for no reason, this dude just comes skating from the corner right to my crease and challenges me to fight, like, Oh boy. There's no way I would ever fight this. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the hell? And I think one time I, there was a backup that was yelling at me to fight in Worcester. Um, he was, uh, he was like the gate. I don't know if the period just got over, but the gate was like, he stuck his head out of the gate and uh, <laughs> was, was yelling at me to, to fight him. I'm like, how are we going to do this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to come to the bench? You're going to come on the DPHO, ice. DPHO, DPHO actually challenged me one game too. This oh, was really? when he was in Bridgeport. He was in Bridgeport rehabbing, and there is we got in some stupid fights at the end of the game. There was like four seconds left. We were up like five nothing, and he's down there shaking his gloves at me. I'm like, really? Right now? 
I got a shuttle going. There's five seconds left in the game. You're trying to get back to the NHL. I want to get to the NHL, and we're, we're going to fight with five seconds left. Didn't Di Pietro uh, his first start? He had like two left goalie pads. Did you hear that say that? No way, really? Yeah. So when he finally made it up to the show or something, he had like two right, two right pads or two left pads. He fucking played with them. But uh, has that ever happened to you? Show up with something no, like without a that pad? is crazy. There's no way. That is nuts. Yeah. It's like a dream that you have. You can't get your gear on to get on the ice. <laughs> Some practices on the road, like dressing drives, I uh, I hope dressing. sometimes that my uh, equipment managers forget my pads or, yeah, they pack too right, so oh, it's not going to work today. <laughs> are there are there a lot of guys, like, talking to you during the game, trying to get in your head, talking shit, or is it – not really happening. You know what? It's it's funny. Not not. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the guys that are gonna do it, the Marshans, and uh, you know, like guys that are typical known for that. But it's more so, honestly, like old teammates you play with or buddies you have. You know, like TV timeouts, they're always skating down and saying shit to you or poking around or I'm getting one tonight. Yeah, it's a lesbian. She's holes. a lesbian. Yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's usually your buddies, man, that are now like the guys that are chirping. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah. It's, uh, but it's good. It's it's uh, it, it's fun. I like getting into that game sometimes, though. Yeah, Alex, you got a little bit of an unorthodox style, I guess. You know, compared to some of the other goalies in the league, who do you kind of uh, who'd you kind of model your game after growing up? Who do you look up to? Uh, I really liked watching Marty Brodeur, obviously, as a young guy. Um. You know, he was uh, he was the guy. He played the puck. I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And uh, but then you get older, and obviously the Wild came back in 2000. So you know, early on we had like Dwayne Rolls in here, Manny Fernandez. You always watch those guys. And then as you started getting older, like Marty Turco was fun for me to watch. The amount he played the puck, and um, you know, it's just uh, it's always evolving in the position and how it's so funny how it changes, but. I mean, just for me, being a smaller guy, I tend to like guys that, you know, aren't overly big that, I, you know, you can kind of compare – not compare yourself to, but say, hey, he gets it done at six feet or six one, And, uh, you know, like obviously the run that Jonathan Quick has been on for years is, uh, you know, he's unbelievable to watch the athleticism he has, the way he moves around the crease. It's uh, pretty sweet. And um, obviously he's got cup ring, up cup ring, so that makes it better too. Yeah. So like being almost the sixth guy back there when the puck's coming back into the zone, um, the defenseman on the wild pretty much know that you're going to come out and play the puck and, you know, get it up the boards or set it up for them pretty much every time the puck comes in the zone. Yeah, we're just, we're getting better as a unit. Um, they just need to get rid of this trapezoid. Um, stupid thing they added like 10 years ago, but uh, that would make it a lot easier save a lot of injuries and uh defensemen won't get ran as much and i think you have to as a goal you got to be uh more skilled to know when to go you know all the way over into the corners or um you know you're farther away from the net so hopefully they can uh get rid of this trapezoid at some point hopefully that gets out to the league but um yeah they, they know i like to play the puck and most times you know, it, it helps us out, but, uh, you know, sometimes there are some FUs or FU back at a guy that he didn't like the puck in his feet or whatever it is. So, but it's get uh, we, uh, that. Yeah, exactly. I hear that enough from my mom and my wife. So, 
You're, you're not going to get, get punched like Mrazic. You see that? Joe Thornton punch. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, so I played with those guys for, for a few years. Oh, yeah. You're the same. Yeah, so I texted a group of them, and all all Jumbo said back was, boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that they put, like, at the practice, at the Hurricanes practice, they spray-painted a picture of him laying on the ice. Did you see yeah, that? it was great. Yeah, that was, like, the day before we played them. Because we were oh, – yeah. Jose was in Carolina, and we were just leaving Tampa, and they were flying from Carolina to Tampa, and we were going Tampa to Carolina. So it was like the yeah, the day before we played them. Nice. Hey, you think, you think maybe they would take the maybe it would take the uh, trapezoid out of the game at some point because, I mean, the whole game has kind of got gone to a more athletic, you know, finesse style of play. So why not let the goaltenders have a little bit more finesse in their game? Don't you think? I, I no, I agree. It's not as much of a dump and chase league as it was at at, at the point when that was becoming an advantage. You know, I mean, like teams enter the zone so much more on the rush now, or um, you know, make a make an effort to rim the puck hard into the glass. They, you know what I mean? There's so many goalies now that actually can play the puck or at least get out and try and stop pucks or if they can. It's uh, I, Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. And if they want more goal, goal scoring, it may obviously cause more goals if a goalie's going to turn it over or get caught or it's gonna he's going to be able to create more plays too the other way. So, yeah, it's just – I don't – it'd be interesting to hear the rules and why would they think it's a good idea. Why not? Yeah. Alex, I'm I'm curious, you know, with the new lacrosse style goals, how much do you have to keep that in mind when the puck goes behind the net now? The new what? Like they're like shallower? Is that what you're saying? The the lacrosse style goals, they scoop the puck up and fucking just dip it in the All the lacrosse style goals, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Who just did that this year? Was it like Sveshnikov? Uh yeah. yes, yeah. Carolinas. Up in Cal up in Calgary, right? What, a Carolina That's player insane. did it. Aho, Sebastian Aho pulled it. Oh, Aho did it. Aho did it. It's insane yeah. the amount of skill these kids have now. Like it's <laughs> honestly insane the stuff they can do with the puck. They're like, it's just crazy. I, I don't get like it's nuts at full speed. Like these kids are doing this. You're watching video sometimes. We're watching video and these kids are skating like 25 miles an hour and they're putting pucks through guys' triangles and back through their feet and. I'm like, how, like, what, how do you even play it? Like, compete against it? Yeah. I can't even shoot a puck it's, between my leg. Kachuk. It's nuts, <laughs> man. Goals, yeah. Oh, it is nuts. Some of the is stuff. it ice oh. fishing weather out there yet, Al? Yes, it is. It really is. It's ice shack weather. I wouldn't <laughs> even go out of the shack. To oh, God. <laughs> do you have a shack out there? I don't know. It's so hard during the season. My brother-in-laws are so into it, and I got buddies that are into it. My brother-in-laws, though, like, they go up to Lake of the Woods, which is up on the Canadian border. They go up there, like, I feel like almost every other weekend. They've been up there already this year because the big thing is early ice, they call it, um, <laughs> where, like, it's, like, where you can just go on. You know, like, yeah. you're risking yeah. it. You can almost kill yeah. yourself. Exactly. And people do. There's, there's accidents every year because these people want to get out there and the bite's supposed to be unbelievable because it's like there's they shut it off for a bit and now it opens back up or whatever it is. But you get out there for that uh, that early bite and they just are nuts about it. And what um, are they pulling in? What's that? What kind of there fish are they the, pulling? Walleye. They're chasing walleye. Oh, or oh, I mean, okay. yeah, I think mean, walleye's the big big fish, but no, no. It must be. Uh, it must be. Fight, yeah. 
It must be hunting season up there. I saw a lot of Hunter Orange in the stands last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's every night in Minnesota. You get <laughs> fox, race, fox racing jackets, Polaris, and uh, Orange. There you go. And a lot of Carhartt. <laughs> they don't get a chance to change. You go right from the woods to the uh, they, cell they, they go right from the stand right to the seat. Sounds like Walmart. To, Sounds like Walmart. They used to have that. like... Uh, <laughs> They used to yeah, have like kind of, ATVs and like shit right in the uh, concourse when I went to the Wild Center, what, like 10, yeah. 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the market Polaris is a huge uh, sponsor, I think, of us. Obviously, like Polaris, and they're up in northern Minnesota. Like, Yeah. I think Nordy rides a four-wheeler. Our mascot probably rides a four-wheeler out on the ice during one of the intermissions. And, <laughs> uh, hey, what about – Oh, yeah. What about like – the uh, the overtime now it seems like well, you guys have obviously been in a lot of overtime games um, lately it seems like and like as a goaltender going into those shootouts um, you know is what's the pressure on the goaltender in that situation? Uh, a lot of eyes are on you, but I mean I love I love the OT. It has not gone the Wild's way the last two years for three on three, whatever for whatever reason. But we've actually kind of. Um, tweaked some things recently and we've we've been better we haven't won an ot we, but we haven't lost and we've gone to shootouts two times in a row but man the three on three is fun if you get the goalie involved and the guys like it's so puck possession and then obviously it brings out the skill in the in, in these guys and um i love it it's uh it's great it's um it's a ton of fun yeah. to be out there and obviously yeah. shootouts is uh it's a whole different deal that's one-on-one -on -one. you got like it's you or the you or the the shooter. You know, what I mean, someone's gonna lose, someone's gonna win, and um, it's uh, one on one. The spotlight's on you, but you know, if you win, it's a ton of fun. Obviously, losing stinks, but it's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, like last night's game, hard fought game. You know, could have went either way, and it just sucks that it comes down to a shootout, and that's the way you know you don't get the two points. So, um, yeah, I, I'm up in the air on the on the whole shootout thing. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You do five on five or you know you do it until there's a, oh yeah i don't mind you do that until someone scores or i mean it would even be fun i mean five on five you could do community you know you add up all the goals you say you score 30 seconds in you get the other team you know see how many who can get the most goals in five minutes that'd be pretty fun too yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't it, count against your goals against hey there you go <laughs> you know, they get you involved they get you involved too you would say that in the three-on-three, three, as a goalie like yourself, you get involved in passing oh, the goalie, passing to the goalie yeah. and shit. They move it back, and you can move it up. Yeah, it's a ton of fun if you get involved. That's yeah, a whole different ball game. I love it. We play. We have a four-on-four four league here in the summer called the Beauty League. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. And I like it. Uh, it's all four on. My my agent actually started it. It's four-on-four, four and. Uh, they sell out uh, like a high school rink every night of the week for it. So every Wednesday we play and uh, for three, there's three games each night. There's six teams in the league and um, it's four on four and it's so, it's just a ton of fun. You get to play the puck a ton. There's a lot of scoring and it's summer hockey. It's like softball, you know, so they bring a cooler beer for after and it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And, Kids come, you sign stuff for them, and it's great. It's just good for the good for the area, and kids kids love it, and guys love playing it, and it's uh, it's good. Nice. How about those kiddos of yours? They gonna follow up in your footsteps playing goaltender, or what? Are they, what do you got them doing? 
He, gosh, we were just out. He was skating around night. He was scoring goals tonight, but he, uh, he, he puts the goalie gear on, and I have a set of gear for him. And he just had his pictures for his learn. So it's learn to skate. And he wanted to bring both sets of gear. He wasn't sure what he wanted to wear for his pictures. And sure enough, we get there, and he wanted to wear his goalie gear. There's like 200 kids in the learn to skate program. You know what I mean? Like all kids. <laughs> He's the one guy in goalie gear. And I'm like, come on, dude. And so uh, all the teams are taking their pictures. And, of course, he goes and they got him in front, pad stack, and with his gear on. I'm like, holy cow. Showboats. He is a piece of work. Nice. Yeah, man. So, you know, as far as the, the season, the outlook is, is looking pretty good right now. I mean, like I said before, you haven't had – um, I think you've had a point in every game except for one in the last 12. Um, so good things are happening. Bruce seems to have fig- finally figured out the line situation. Um, we haven't seen too too many things juggled up. What happened with Stahl last night? Is he going to be all right? Is that I think Stahl is one of those th- one of those things that's like a stinger. You know what I mean? Those stingers or whatever it seemed to be. It looked yeah. like it was. Yeah. Uh, it hit the ref. Scary. Yeah, the you ref see him a lot in football. You see that stuff a lot in football. I feel like too. You know what I mean? And, so like, uh, scary, the scary thing for me is, like, obviously he got up and he walked off and he was kind of going by us and he was saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. And obviously Eric never stays on the ice when he's hurt. Like, I've seen him hurt twice and, it's, and he stays on – you know what I mean? He doesn't stay. Yeah. Like, he's not a guy that, that stays down. And so when he stays down, you know, it's something serious. And uh, for him to come off and say, I'm fine, you know, you're like, okay, you can kind of breathe. and. Um, the thing with him is like, he's got three boys at home that are at an age now that like love hockey, they watch hockey. And the first thing I thought was like, gosh, are they sitting at home watching this? It's like, that would be so hard. Like, watching yeah. your dad kind of on the ice, not moving much. And yeah, but he said they, uh, they understood and they said something, he said something like with the camera zoomed in on him, he could see that he said, I'm fine or something. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. That was, that was good. But yeah, he's doing good and feeling, feeling better. And I'm sure we'll see him at the ring tomorrow morning. Nice. Nice. Koi, Koi, hopefully he'll be back soon. Yep. Yep. He's working his way back. And obviously he's a absolute animal when it comes to rehab. He came back from his knee surgery at, at his age, he was ahead of schedule. And, um, you know, I think he was just starting to feel really good with his leg. He was confident in his strength. And then, um, obviously, this takes place. And um, he's he's getting work on it every day, and he's strengthening it. And, um, you know, he'll be – he's obviously a key piece to have for us, especially when it comes to, you know, penalty kill situations and power play and stuff like that. Yeah. Based off, yeah. I'm sure the linesmen don't mind that he's out right now, though. They get a little break <laughs> from him. What's he do, yeah. Staylock? Does he like blow or spit on his hands before each face off? You ever notice that? Yes, I do notice that. And uh I don't know what he's doing. I think he's like spitting on his gloves. <laughs> I he does so much he does so much shit on a game day. I'm like, what are you doing? But, he has like uh two sets or three sets of gloves, doesn't he? Get rotating in all the time. That's Probably. light. I would I would venture up towards like <laughs> six or seven or eight pairs of gloves. <laughs> I hope he and I hope he hears this. <laughs> How about yourself? Do you have any rituals like pregame shit? Do you do the same thing every game or anything like that? Any weird? Yeah, goals? my warm up routine. My warm up routine's the same. Um, <laughs> as far as like stretching and what time on the clock you do all that stuff at, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But no, nothing like. Yeah, nothing like crazy where 
like baseball players, you see stuff they do like is insane. But uh, yeah, it's it's a routine. It's a routine thing. I think more so based around the clock is my routine. You know what I mean? Like I do this at this time or this. Well, it's time to start going warming up. It's this time on the clock or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like superstitious type thing or is it just trying to get prepared. I think just like a game day, like your routine, you know, like, okay, so uh, and everything, everything's based off that pregame nap too. Like you're on your way to pregame skate, you're on your way to pregame skate and you're like, uh, what time can I get out of here today so I can get home and nap? And you're on your way home, you're like, God, I got to hurry up and eat. I want to hurry up and eat so I can be sleeping soon. Put and a then, chew uh, in your, put a chew in your upper lip or anything. Yeah. Right before, right before bed. <laughs> no, I, uh, Maybe if you're wasted. Eat my meal and for I love that pregame nap and the, that's the best part about the hockey the hockey job man it's awesome and then <laughs> go to the rink and see the boys again and um, yeah it's uh, it's an easy routine that's for sure it's not a routine there's some routines I see that guys have I'm like how do you do this 82 times a year like I would be exhausted before the game even started <laughs> you know they get to the game and they get to the rink at like 3:30 I'm like what are you doing. <laughs> don't play for we don't play for three and a half hours. Yeah, but uh, but everybody who prepares different and uh, each their own. It is what it is, and everybody's playing the NHL for a reason. So let yeah. it be. Nice. One of the things we like to ask the goalies when they come on, if there's anything that goes into uh, painting your mask, anything special with that. This year I put uh, the boss on there. I got Springsteen on the side. Um, oh, nice. I'm a huge Springsteen fan. I like his music. I always have. My parents always had it on growing up. So um, I've always been a huge fan of his. He's a, uh, he's an absolute showman and uh, puts on a good show. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've always been a fan of his music, and uh, it was kind of fitting to finally get him on my helmet. Who paints, who paints the lid for you? There's a guy now. His name's Noah Ennis. He's out of Shell Shock. I think he's in Nebraska. Uh this is he painted uh this is my first one i've worn with the wild that he's painted and uh he actually we did one this summer he painted one for me this summer that uh for that beauty league i mentioned uh, i played on the team our team sponsor was jack links the beef jerky company so i got a uh, jack i got a jack links painted helmet for the uh nice summer. Uh, <laughs> they auctioned it off or whatever <laughs> yeah, we had that like we were trying to think if I could just do the Sasquatch like the whole head would just be my mask, but it was kind of hard. So we had like it was red and black because that's what team our team colors were, and then it had like the Jack Links logo. It had like a silhouette of the Sasquatch on the side, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's always interesting to see what what the goalies are thinking when they put their masks together because it's kind of like your little piece of art on your face out there. I, I used to do a lot of fishing themes on it just because I love fishing in the state of Minnesota. Even when I was in Cali, it was kind of like, you know, respect or not respect, but just kind of like it's got some Minnesota f- uh, flavor on it. And uh, it always seemed like I had some fish stuff going on on my, on my helmet. And, yeah, it was, but that's – I'm just not an artist. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> Need somebody else Designing to figure it. <laughs> yeah, this is what I want on it. Just, can you put it on there? Yeah, in what yeah, artistic way? So nice. Well, you guys got a few, few games. Uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. It looks like you'll be. Yeah, we got. Uh, we got three and four. I think is what it is. Um, yeah, we got uh, home uh, Philly Saturday and then Chicago Sunday. It's crazy. We haven't played Chicago yet this yeah. season. Yeah, which is you got Edmonton tomorrow, games. right? 
Yeah, yeah. We got Edmonton tomorrow, McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl. So it'll be a tough task. And obviously, hope. I mean, we'll see what, what's going on with Stalzy, But, um, you know, you lose a body like him. It's another center down the middle, you know, a top center in this league. So yeah. it's going to be a task yeah. and it's going to be a battle. But if we can, uh, you know, play our game, I think we got a chance to, uh, you know, get, uh, get points again. So. So you'll be starting tomorrow night, right? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what's going on. Um, I'm working on some stuff off the ice too with, with the body and trying to stay healthy. So we'll uh, go in in the morning and um, game time. See where we're at and uh, yeah, go from there. All right, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. It's uh, yeah, it's no, always it good to have good. you guys on. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. You guys are all over the country. What's that? <laughs> Hopefully your truck still has gas in it. You still uh, in your truck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get like six miles of a gallon on this thing. We're good. <laughs> Sounds like my truck. <laughs> I don't dare step outside right now. That's, uh, <laughs> Who wouldn't need now it? It's five, now, it's five, now it's five degrees. So. Fuck. Enjoy that. Well, yeah. thanks, Al. Thanks for coming on. Good luck uh, on the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, boys. Let me know if you want to do it again. That was, uh, that was fun. And, uh, Take care. All right. You too. All right, man. You too. Good, man. Good luck the rest of the way. All right, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. See ya. Brought to you by Raleigh's number one screen printing company in the area, Josebe Screen Printing. Josebe Screen Printing does all of Raleigh's screen printing, embroidery, special ink, even vinyl heat print. You looking for t-shirts for your sporting event, company, or family function? Check out their work at josebescreenprinting.com. That's J-O-S-I-B-E-E screenprinting.com. You can follow on Instagram, like them on Facebook and Twitter. That's Josebe Screen Printing. J-O-S-I-B-E-E screenprinting.com. All right, Alex Stalock brought to you by Brandon Bills. Hey guys, another uh, great episode for the Blue Liners. It's, you know, seems like our theme to have these goalies on this podcast. Seems like we get tons of goalies and get different perspectives from all of them. But anybody that's watched Alex play, um, like he talked about, he's out of the net a lot. He plays the puck more than any goalie, I think, in the league right now. And, um, you know, that's kind of unique to his style. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that separates him from somebody else. You know, a lot of goalies can stop the puck, but what else can you do for me? So, um, you know, I think he's doing great. I mean, with Dubnik being hurt, he's been hurt since they went on this run. I don't think he's been hurt. I think he stepped aside for family reasons or something like that. Pat would probably know more than I do. Yeah, I don't know the specifics, but it's family. Yeah, he, he doesn't have an injury. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been an essential part to this run that Wild have been on. And it, like I said, it's I think they're 8-1-3 and three or 8-1-4 and four now after last night. And uh, he's been a crucial part to the to this success. Yeah, playing well out there. Yeah, it is weird. We get a lot of goalies on. But I was very, you know, interesting thing he brought up that Derek and uh, Stalock were talking about, about that trapezoid. And, um, you know, I was just – when you two were talking about that, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, how come, you know, more people haven't brought that up? Like, how come I haven't heard of that yet? Like he hit the uh, nail on the head, like this new style of hockey. There's, you know, rarely are you doing the dump and chase anymore there. You know, now, now the style is you skate as fast as you can to get, you know, almost 
step over the blue line and then you drop it back to your defenseman and get all those guys on their heels and then shoot it back up and then go in. So it was good. Yeah, I, I thought I that thought, was interesting. I did too. I thought that was kind of an interesting talking point that I hadn't thought about a lot before, but like when you're talking about the NHL now, right, you're looking at defensemen that are smaller and faster, right? Um, you're looking at forwards that are, you know, you, the whole game is quick, right? And finesse. And it's like, the only thing that really hasn't changed is, is the makeup of the goaltender, right? So if you put a little bit, if you, if you did take that trapezoid away, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, that would put a little bit, you know, would kind of open up the world to goaltenders that might have a little bit more athleticism to their game, you know, or play, you know, play the puck a little bit more and just add an interesting dynamic. So I thought when he brought that up, it just kind of clicked in my mind. Like, you know, that is weird. It's like, it's, that's the only position where they really haven't opened it up to a more finesse style of play. Does anybody want to elaborate on the trapezoid rule for the listeners? Anybody got a good grasp on that that can share with everybody? We can put it in if we don't. But. Well, it's just, you know, basically where the goalies can go and when they can go outside of their net. Um, we can get to specifics. Uh, it's, it's just the restricted area, goalkeeper's restricted area. It's a trapezoid shape area behind the goal. Uh and um, it's like seven feet outside of each goal crease. Um, you know, all these, you know, feet are and everything painted behind the net. So, um, yeah, you can see the line right stay. behind the net. Yeah, you can see yeah. the line. So that's where just they can. It just restricts where the goaltender can play the puck. Basically. That's it. Yeah, that's so it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's plain, pretty plain and simple that it just restricts where they can play the puck. But, you know, I don't know. You look at, I remember I, I thought in my mind, like when I'm thinking about goalies that used to come out and play the puck, like one of the goalies that comes to mind is, I mean, Robbie can relate to this one, Dominic Hasek. I mean, that guy used to fly out of the net and, you know, go two pad slide, like at the freaking hash marks all the time and stuff. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, that'd kind of be interesting though. To see if that part of the game could open up again. I, I don't know. I think they're trying to protect goalies too and protect players. So I don't know if that will ever happen, but I, I'd I, like I do to kind of, Sorry, I, I do kind no, of like ahead. the idea of it opening up, um, you know, the skills side to the goalie. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're talking about overtime and how the goalies are getting involved now in the three-on-three. Three. You know, you have to have a goalie now that, uh, that you know, has some stick skills. So I think it, you know, it does make sense. You know, I don't, I don't think I ever really thought about it, but it certainly does make sense for something that could make a real change. Um, it seems like a rule that's uh, probably dated. I actually got this uh, <clears throat> little quote about it. I checked on my phone. Marty Broder talked about it. And he says, you can't be happy taking away something I've worked worked on all my life to do and to help my teammate, teammates out in the defensive zone. It's just part of me playing the puck. So definitely you can't be happy as a goalie with this rule. <clears throat> and then another time he said um, – it's just the fact that the NHL wants to show off their high-end talent and show the fans more scoring. And I think this is not doing it, exactly what Stalock and Heapy were talking about. I think it goes the other way around. It keeps taking away talent from the guys in the crease. There's a lot of guys that can play the puck, and this doesn't affect them with the trapezoid. So. Yeah. So basically, they, they can't play the – can't play the puck in the corners anymore is what it, what it comes down to. Basically, yeah. But there's, there's some goalies. There's some goalies in the league that can play the puck well. Bishop is one that comes to my mind. Um, you know, there's there's really some players. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of them can play the puck well. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'd like to see them kind of 
it's kind of weird because I haven't thought about this and I, it's opening up a complete talking point, which I'm happy Staylock did that, you know, but I, I really would. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'd love to see a little bit more of that in the game. Yeah. Yes, sir. A lot of firings going on, Morley. Do you get fired today? Just a couple. I didn't get fired today, but I'm hoping tomorrow I'm working on it. So, <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it since Bab- Babcock got fired and, you know, yeah. it's kind of started this like we'll say me too movement for lack of different word um you know as far as players coming back talking bad about coaches when they've done shit wrong that might have been against the code of the well the new nhl rule um you know and so some of these coaches are being you know getting fired for it i don't i don't really know the the what happened in dallas but obviously the coach did something that was against the uh, code of conduct for the team or for whatever the hell you want to call it, um, you know, cost him his job. So, I mean, he came from top tier Denver program, right? So he was one of those college guys that came out to the, went to the NHL. So, um, you know, it sucks for him. You know, he had a pretty job in Denver and now he's getting his resume back together. But I mean, I mean, in Dallas, and he was, you know, his record was yeah. undeniable. Pretty I mean, good. it's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it, this came out of the blue, you know, I mean, just obviously it's something, obviously none of us know about um, what's behind it, but I mean, this guy, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hockey related. So um, there's something more to it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, his score sheet or his resume related like that was, you know, cause he was over 500. So, and, oh, yeah. you know, He's doing pretty well. I mean, I think they're one point outside the wild card in Dallas. Sharks just fired their coach. Um, it's just like Mark said, they, you know, Babcock got fired and who's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing happened in media um, when they fired all those people like Matt Lauer, Bill Riley, um, Charlie Rose or whatever his name was from CBS. Oh, and kind of went right through that. the whole industry. It seemed it's that same feel that I'm getting. Um, in the hockey world right now. But, you know, is a team like New Jersey going to pick up the Dallas coach? I mean, how bad was what he yeah. did? You know, like, how bad was it? Can he be rehired? Um, you know, a struggling team like Jersey, do they pick him up? Uh, does the, Do the Sharks fire their coach because they see one of these other coaches available now? I don't know. What's the... Sorry, I'm not. I'm not quite sure you can relate it to like the whole media media kind of thing, people, because I don't. I'm not sure it's related to like the whole, you know, sexual. sexual harassment. Harassment. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's you can what I, I I doubt you can probably rehire because it's probably something to do with you know I'm sure the NHL has some guidelines as far as, um, you know how far until these coaches can be reinstated. Maybe I'm, I'm sure they played a part in in that kind of thing, um, but I think what one thing we should talk about a little bit you know, which I, I saw shortly before I came on tonight was how Bettman has put together that four point con, uh, you know, conduct plan. Conduct plan, Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll just read it off real quick. And the first one was there will be zero tolerance to teams that do, that do not notify the league about past abuse. So I think, you know, all this is having to do with kind of anti-bullying past abuse of a coach. You know, I, I would think it's something to do physically uh, yeah. or maybe mental abuse of a player. Uh, it's probably someone, yet to yeah. be determined. It says uh, there will be mandatory counseling and training for management coaches and staff members on everything from diversity to anti-bullying. So there you go. Uh, Opens up a little bit more and there will be disciplinary guidelines created to uh, meet out punishment that is severe enough 
to remedy the situation, and there will be a hotline introduced to allow players to anonymously, anonymously notify the league of inappropriate contact. That last one makes me a little bit nervous um, <laughs> because uh, not necessarily nervous, but just, you know, that that's just, I mean, where, where do you draw the line at that point? I mean, can, who's, I mean, can just anybody call in and say, hey, listen, you know, coach uh, so-and-so was uh, mean to me today and I'm kind of upset about <laughs> it and I don't like it anymore, you know? So it's, I, I don't know I don't, I don't know where that. Hey, I've been, I've been in the uh, penalty box and I just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I get in that penalty box, I just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know, I, I don't think any hockey player is going to call that. It's just uh, it's to make everyone happy. That's all it is. Most of this stuff. Do you actually think us four guys, you know, who could probably jump on the bandwagon and say something about one of our coaches in the past? Um, are we going to call the hotline and be like, my coach sprayed water on me, and it I was cold not. out, and it was cold out. <clears throat> it was cold. We're not gonna what, do it. what was the um, was it racial in Calgary? Was that a racial slur? You I know? believe, yeah, I believe it was. Not, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Part, yeah, of, part it of it was, yep, yep. Yep. So we didn't we didn't mention that, but the Calgary coach got shit canned too. So from years ago, right? From when he was like in the minors. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was ten years ago, and it was related the, from the quotes that I saw that came out. It was related to, um, you know, it was a player that was playing some music in the locker room. The coach related, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. said something about the music in a derogatory way, and. Um, that's that's what I heard, anyways. As as part of well, part of the problem, anyways. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the flip side of this, and I think it's fucking bullshit. I mean, these guys are coaches; they're coaching grown fucking men. I mean, suck it up. He's your coach. I mean, if you don't like it, then you know I'm sure he'll trade you to another team. But I mean, some of the stuff that you know, like um, you know, the coach kicked me when I was on the bench and. Kicked him, kicked him in the ass when he was sitting on the bench and left a bruise on him or something. Um, probably not right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm opposite with you, Mark. I mean, I'm 34. There's some th- – I'm 34, yeah. I'm 38. There's a couple, you know, 35, 36, 37-year-olds in the NHL. Do I want my coach or my boss or my organization kicking me because I fucking – having an off day and I, you know, I, I didn't change. I changed accidentally and caused too many men. That's why that coach kicked him on the edge of the bench. Sean Avery, I think, um, something to do with, he jumped out in the boards, wasn't paying attention and they got too many men. Like, like, Holy fuck. Like, you know, but I've been kicked too. So I understand it. Um, maybe I, 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 I just say it's different now as there's grown men, kicking grown men compared to when I was playing junior B in Canada in a, you know, a 39 year old came up and kicked me in the ass and I was, you know, 20 and I looked up at him and said, okay, I won't do it again. A little different, you know, kicking. No, I, I think the kicking thing is probably a little bit different, but as far as like, you know, verbal, you know, bullying, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, oh, yeah, is a coach you're motivating your player the way you think you have to motivate. And I think part of what Babcock's problem was he didn't, do it in the way that people liked, right? So he wasn't your friend, he's your coach, and he was trying to push you in different ways. It was his way of coaching. He's been yeah. successful. Um, 
you know, and then it's a different world now. You have these 20-year-old kids that, you know, don't respond to coaching like that anymore. So I think of some of that. I mean, but most of the things that are coming up are from veteran players. So it's not the young kids that are bitching, yeah. you know, so maybe that doesn't have anything to do with it. No, I, I agree with you. The You know, the verbal and stuff like that, like, you know, that's fine for me. Bullying, like, harassment. It goes in one ear and out the other. Like, you know, that's how managers and, you know, people try to motivate staff. I mean, what, what else are they going to do? Buy you flowers and shake your hand? Sometimes you need a good fucking swift, you know, yelling at. And I believe that. So it's just the kicking I thought would be. Me, I'm just thinking of me anyway, sitting on the end of the bench, making you know, this guy comes up, Bruce Boudreau comes up behind me, kicks me in right in the middle of the back of the spine. I'm gonna be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Pop your fucking balloon head right now, punk. So, yeah, I mean, it's if you've ever been involved in minor hockey, um. You have to take safe sport. It's the same, pretty much the same thing the NHL is saying to their coaches that you're, they're telling these minor league coaches. I know safe sport has a lot to do with like molesting kids and shit too. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's the same thing, harassment, bullying, stuff like that, you know, harassment by teammates, harassment by coaches. You're supposed to report all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, none of that stuff's good for the kids, you know, but grown adults should be able to deal with it a little bit differently. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was saying, you know, when, well, really young, I think there's a fine line when you're really young, obviously not. But like when you're, when, when I was like between, you know, 15 to 22, 23 playing hockey, like I respected my elders and if they wanted to give me a swift kick, well, you know, I probably deserved it. So, um, Absolutely. little kid, um, Little kids, definitely not. Um, yeah. And then adults. The one thing that I worry about with this is uh, where do their careers go from here? I mean, are they shunned? You know, can they get another job? Or is, you know, a team looking at that like, ah, I can't touch him? You know what I mean? If, especially if it wasn't something too crazy, um, you know, they might be looking for another career. I mean, I think everybody will get a second chance at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you got to let some time pass on these things. It's you know, this is kind of, you know, like you say, there's a movement right now, and um, you know, as part of that, there's going to be some people are going to take the fall. You know, some people are going to take the fall on this. Unfortunately, um, hopefully, it doesn't you know, kind of spiral into a massive, uh, massive uh, exodus of coaches and stuff like that. I mean, unless there is some kind of huge problem going on, but. Um, I don't see that happening, but I think as time passes, you'll, you'll see these guys get a second chance, whether they have to work themselves back into the college game and then back into the NHL at some point. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, and you know, everybody's got to kind of walk on eggshells these days a little bit um, more so than they did in the past, but I guess it is what it is, man. This is the world we're living in. People got to learn to, I guess, uh, buck up and change their style a bit. I think, I think there's more to it, right? Once the NHL comes out with more, I don't, I don't think we're done with this, right? Did you guys get the feeling with the media and social media about all this stuff? It kind of seems like uh, Batman, you know, Batman just came out with the four point. It's kind of new to the NHL, right? So I think, I think there's going to be more to it. 
I do too. And you know, the, the whole thing with the hockey is for everyone, uh, you know, thing that came out, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're doubling down, you know, they're, they're trying to make sure that, you know, everybody understand, you know, they don't want it. They want to make hockey all inclusive. They don't want anybody intimidated to play in this league, uh, to play in, in play the game, I should say. Um, so, I mean, let's be honest. So there's no fucking place in the, in, in any sport anymore for anything that's racial or anything like that. I mean, it's just stupid yeah. to even talk about. I mean, um, it should go without saying at this point, I would hope. But, um, you know, other than that, I mean, we'll see how it happens going forward. But I think they're just yeah. trying to make the game and make people want to be able to play this game and not feel like they, they should be intimidated that it's like, you know, a sport exclusively for anyone. So I get that side of it, but um, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. What? Yeah, another one. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say another coach that's on the hot seat for not producing is the uh, Detroit Red Wings. There's been a lot of talk whether Steve Eiserman will get Bashel out of Detroit and who will replace him. And, you know, so I can't see Babcock going back to Detroit. That'd be <laughs> fucking. No, I don't think you'll see fireworks. that. I don't think, I'm, not, I'm not sure you'll see Babcock on a bench really again. He, you might see he might find a spot like behind the scenes consulting or something like that. I'm not quite sure you might might see him. At least not for a while, but anyways, I don't go ahead. Th- I don't, I'm with you, Derek. I don't think I don't think we'll ever see Mike Babcock, a head coach of an NHL team, ever. He, he like Derek said, he might be, you know, assistant GM. He might be, you know, somewhere where he doesn't have to deal with a lot of people, hockey operations. He's got enough money; he doesn't have to work anymore. But uh, I don't think he'll be on a bench anywhere for sure. And I and, and to go along with that, I don't. I think, you know, the All-Star week's coming up here January 24th, I want to say, in St. Louis this year. I think that's pretty much usually in the, you know, past the cutoff for firing coaches. Um, obviously, there's been more. But so we have until about January, and I think I think we'll see a couple more coaches go. Um, New Jersey better do, figure something out. Ottawa's doing all right now. Kings. Um so, well, I think I think you'll see two or three more firings. Hockey is one sport that they're just so quick on the trigger to fire fire coaches. I, like you get, I mean, they don't really give. They don't have much of an opportunity, even if you're in like a three four year contract or something. Like you start shitting the bed twenty games into the season, they're not afraid to pull the trigger. I mean, it's not it's not like that in a lot of sports, you know. But hockey, they're not afraid to shit can you. No. I just I haven't heard much about Tortorello. I'm surprised he doesn't have somebody complaining about him. He seems <laughs> like saw, a pretty fired up guy. I saw a uh, something on Twitter of like, uh, you know, it was a cartoon and it was Tortorella and it was kind of, I think it might've been hockey me too or something. He's sitting there saying, Oh shit. I'm, it made him look like he was thinking if he did anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure every, I'm I'm sure every coach right now is doing that. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you've been a coach for long enough and you think back, like, I probably bullied, harassed, or yelled at, or did something to some player along the way. I mean, if you've been in a game long enough and you're a passionate coach, you're going to get fired up. You know, like yeah. coaches that don't get fired up, that just sit back and, you know, are real calm. I don't know how, how much passion they have for winning. So it seems like some of these other coaches that are really passionate about winning are the ones that you're going to see get pretty fired up on the bench and in the locker room. Yes, sir. But, Let's get into a little bit of the conferences, uh, you know, just touch quickly on where teams are at here. We're, like we said, we're 30 games in. Some teams have 
a little bit more than 30 games and some just under. But, you know, what I see um, going on over in the Eastern Conference is Buffalo has been hanging tight. They're still playing good hockey as well as Boston's on the top of that that conference. And, you know, Boston's playing excellent hockey. They're at 46 points right now. They're just playing great. The team that um, has bumped up a little bit in the conference is the, the Canadians. And they had a big win last night again. Um, they've been making moves in, in the East, and Toronto's fallen off. Um, not far, but Toronto's fallen off um, down to, I think, fifth or sixth. Fifth. So right behind Tampa Bay and then Ottawa and Detroit, but that's just in the Atlantic division. Um, you know, so I think we're going to see some things up in Montreal. You know, I think we haven't talked enough about the success that they've had late. But, you know, they're right there with 36 points, and they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think that, that Ottawa or Detroit are just filling spaces in people's roster or schedules right now. Um, but, you know, Florida's still playing pretty good. I think they have a, a great squad to, to make some moves this season. Um, but like we said, Buffalo's hanging tight, Robbie. I think they this might be the year for them to go into the playoffs and make something happen. We'll see. I mean, I, I hope they at least make playoffs, go a, a round or two. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how they they keep playing the way they are. They have, you know, they got their defensemen back. Um, Bogosian's been back in the lineup. Um, they have they have extra defensemen now, right? So they've got eight defensemen. Um, so there's talk about trades there, um, them giving up a defenseman for somebody. Um, Kale McCarr, actually, speaking of defensemen, got injured this week, so he's – I don't know how long he's out for, but he's out right now. Um, Pat, you can talk about that, or Robbie can talk. Uh, Central, so Pat can talk about the, the Avs, but they're still playing well, too. I, I just wanted to, you know, you mentioned Montreal, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, they, they weren't doing anything at all, you know, not the typical Montreal Canadiens that we're used to. Um, but, you know, they're right up there. Um, in the Eastern Conference, and their goal differential is minus one. Now, if you look at the goal differential of every other team in that Eastern Conference, they're green. They're in the green. They're plus 14. They're plus 15. They're plus 16. I mean, Boston's taken away. I think they're plus 36 or 46, 10 ahead of uh, the second-place team. So that just shows you that the goalies really, you know, carry price out there in uh, Montreal is really taking a lot of rubber and um, it's, you know, they get, if they can get on the score sheet too, besides, you know, the goalie doing everything. Um, I, but, you know, I haven't been watching that much, but uh, just by looking at that stat, it was uh, pretty surprising to me, but yeah, the central division, um, St. Louis is on top 42 points. It's pretty tight out there. Uh, you got Colorado in second place. Winnipeg in third, and that's all separated by uh, um, two points. So 40, 41, 42, St. Louis on top. Colorado, though, you're right, Mark. Uh, McCarr's out. Um, he's he's big goal scorer, and, they're, and they're, Colorado's plus 27, and uh, their defensemen are right in there with those scoring. The whole, the whole team um, can just put the puck in that. Nate McKinnon, uh, Gabrick, um, all those boys. That 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 power play is just nasty and, and you know, just the way they, you know, pass that puck around. It's almost like the uh, Pasternak line in Boston. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that's uh. And then you got yeah, Dallas. I mean, in Central, Dallas yeah, there, in Central you, go ahead, Pat. Talk about Dallas. I was just saying Dallas is squeezing in there. They're 39, so they're you know they're right below uh, top three teams. Um, and then it kind of spreads out a little bit there with Nashville, Minnesota, and Chicago. Chicago's at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, they're minus 14, but uh, um, still got a decent team. I mean, they're they're you know 30 points. They're not. Terrible, obviously, with Taze and Kane, um, those two of the best players in the league. We might see some something out of Chicago. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but um, you know, I think with the hottest team in that in that division, really, as of late, is Minnesota. I mean, it doesn't show it on the stat sheet, um, but they've had a point in every game except for one in the last twelve games. I mean, so yeah, you know, I agree. I think they had. Eight wins, you know, so 16 points there and four ties. They got 20 points in the last 12 games, um, you know, so they just got to win some overtime games you know, to get those two points, or they have four overtimes uh, that they lost. So, I mean, that's four more well, points right there. If they could just finish in regulation, I mean, they're beating most of these teams in regulation, and then they let them come back and go into OT, and then they lose, you know, in a shootout or, or, or OT if they could just finish the game. Um, yeah. you know, cause they usually score first, but then, you know, that doesn't mean shit. They come right back. Yeah. And Ryan Donato's actually been playing really well. He's had, uh, four points in the last, I don't know, five games or something like that. Um, Prezi's on fire. So they got some of these guys that need to score producing now. Derek, if you want to just touch on, uh, the Metro a little bit, I think Philly's probably a surprise there. Metrosexual Derek. <laughs> If <laughs> Philly in third place, I mean, Philly's moving right up. Yep. Old fucking, what's the mascot's name down there? What, down uh, down in uh, Philly? Grizzly uh, or something? What the fuck gritty. is it? Gritty. Gritty, gritty McDuff. <laughs> oh, Gritty. Yeah, man. I'll jump to, uh, I think something's going on with Derek's sound, but uh, I'll jump in on uh, the Pacific here. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you got Edmonton and Arizona sitting uh, tied for first with 40 points. The thing that jumps out at me is Arizona's got plus 11 differential, and Edmonton only has one. Mm-hmm. Calgary's coming in at third, you know, a close third, 38 points, and Vegas is 37. So Pacific's pretty close too there. The top four teams, you know, are only three points out really. Yeah, that's a good division, really. I mean, if you look at those teams, we don't even talk about Vancouver too much, but, I mean, they've been playing well. And we haven't really talked about the Vegas Golden Knights, man. They're, they're still a good team. Yeah. yeah. They're good players. They got the flower in that. He's yeah, and he just came back. I think he played his first game last night, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Just came back. I think his dad died, so he was out for a little while. I just like to see uh, Edmonton on, you know, up top, you know, I think we've been doing this podcast two years now and every year we are just saying how, you know, what are they going to do out there? And so finally they're up there. Let's just, you know, hopefully they're still up there when the all-star break comes. Yeah. It's this good for Connor McDavid. Be, I feel bad for that kid. Yeah. This cannot be another Tampa Bay <laughs> scenario for these guys though. Yeah. Yeah. The Bruins are following that suit in Tampa Bay of last year. Let's see what they can do in the playoffs. 
Yeah, for sure. I had a little <laughs> technical difficulty, so hang on one sec. Uh, we'll talk about the Metro real quick. Sorry about that. Uh, so Washington, obviously, is kind of running away with that division right now, you know, at 52 points or 51 points. I think the next closest team is uh, right behind them with the Islanders at 42 points or something like that along those lines. Um, so, they're, you know, Washington's in kind of a big matchup with Boston tonight. Last time I checked, I think that game was tied and it was pretty pretty back and forth game. And those are those are two kind of teams. I know Boston's not in the Metro, but those are two teams that are kind Washington of like – Three, two. Did, they, did Washington pull that off? Yeah, so Washington ended up pulling that off. Those two, those are like two teams that are kind of like on this next level above, uh, above you know most of the teams in the league right now. I don't, I mean these are these are elite squads, so um, it's unbelievable. Philadelphia, big big surprise, I think, in that division. Um, it's pretty much you know big. I, I would say Philadelphia on one of the spectrum. You know they're they're a surprise team to be up there where they are, and then Pittsburgh is kind of the disappointment team of that that division being down in the fifth spot. Um, you know, you got the Rangers kind of hovering around the bottom, uh, bottom three teams, but the Rangers are above 500, which is, which is interesting. And they've gotten their goal differential back to zero. You know, they were basically relying on, you know, Henrik standing on his head a lot and, uh, you know, goaltending kind of to keep them in games, but they are starting to, that young squad starting to gel a bit down in, in uh, New York. So, uh, the Devils, obviously, like we've talked about in the past, are aver- going to average nine coaches this year, so they're not going to be anywhere but the bottom. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the the Metro division is definitely being run away with right now by the Capitals, an elite squad in the league. And then you got a bunch of teams kind of, you know, kind of floundering around there. Nobody's really out of it. You know, they're kind of bunched in the middle there. Not a, Not a huge difference from second place to – uh, to, to seventh to, to eight to sixth place. I'm sorry, second place to sixth place. You know, as far as points go, so um, that that the division will be up for grabs, but the uh, the one team running away is Washington for sure. Yeah, and the, and they're ahead of everybody in the league as far as points go. I mean, every other leader in every division is like around 40 points, right? And they're at 51. I don't know if that includes tonight's win, 53 points. And Boston's just the next in the league at 46, but they're still you know, uh, if they're at 53, there's there's still up seven points on everybody in the league, and and that's not. And Boston's one of the best teams in the league, and most of the teams in the uh, top spot in their conference is around 40 points. So, I mean, 13 points ahead of everybody. I mean, that's kind of like the, we talk about the uh, the Lightning last year. They're running away with it a little bit. So, you know, Washington is a team. If if you watch Washington play a game, man, they're gonna beat the hell out of you. Like it's it's a physical, you know. I relate it like in the in the NFL or something like if you play the Baltimore Ravens or even, you know, the Chiefs or something like that, like after a game when you play those teams, like, you know, you played a fucking professional hockey game the next day, you know. So uh, Washington's got their goal scorers like, you know, OV, he's still going to be physical with you. you, You're not going to have a shift where it's like a finesse line is out there and. You know, you're you can get away with not having much contact. They're going to beat you up every every single shift of the game. They got good back end on on defense. They got a good goaltender in Holtby. Um, there's not a lot of weaknesses on that squad, so um, they're interesting. They're really a fun team to watch. If you I mean, if you want to, if you're out there listening and you don't know a lot about the NHL and you want to get an idea of what the NHL is all about, watch a Washington Capitals game because uh, that that team will teach you what it's all about. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always go to those teams that are always killing it in the regular season. You know, the epitome is Tampa last year. Can they 
can they maintain and go deep into playoffs? Hockey playoffs are the biggest thing. And, you know, Derek, you're right. They're banging bodies. They're shooting the pucks. You know, do they, will they have enough in their tank, you know, in the playoffs? That's one thing. But the other thing I want to touch on was, you know, everyone thought the Flyers were out at the beginning of the season. They didn't have goalies. They, you know, the organization better find goalies. That's just their shitting down there. Now they got Brian Elliott and Carter Hart, and it kind of seems like they're the best tandem goalies in the NHL. So now they have goaltending down there. So that's a big surprise for me is when I when I keep hearing about the Flyers, the Flyers, the Flyers, I was like, where are we? wasn't everybody counting them out, like, you know, first three weeks of the season? So Yeah, when Carter Hart doing. came in last year, he was, you know, projected to be the next stud goalie in the league, and I think he's finally coming into his own a little bit and finding his game in the NHL. So that's huge for them. One thing I want to touch on real quick before we get off the Washington Capitals is something that I really like about the Washington Capitals is they have Tom Wilson. And what Tom Wilson brings to the game, what brings to that team is that he can knock the shit out of you. He can score goals or he can kick your ass. You know, so like they've got a player that can do it all. And I would like to see <clears> – <throat> more teams have a player like Tom Wilson that the other opposing team is worried. Fuck, we're playing against Tom Wilson. You know, he might fucking blast me or he might, you know, fight me or whatever it is. You know I mean? He, he's got that little bit of enforcer going for him, but he can also play the game and score goals and he can also wreck you in open ice. So I really like that aspect of his game that, that, gives the Washington Capitals, in my mind, a little bit of advantage when teams come in and they know they're playing against Tom Wilson. Sure, you're playing against Ovi and uh, some, um, what's his name, uh, Oshi, you know, some yeah. good, talented offensive players. But I think Tom Wilson is a game changer in that lineup. What do you guys think? Yeah, they're, they're far between, you know, you're not going to find any of them, Mark. You can go scouting all, all through Canada, down the East Coast you're not going to find too many Tom Wilsons. I mean, he can put the puck in the net, which the NHL wants these days. They don't want fighters. First of all, he can put the puck in the net. And then, in another conversation, he he will fight and he will, you know, put you through the glass. So there, there's not much negativity you can talk about Tom Wilson because he does it all. And I, I agree with you 100%. What I'm saying is there's not too many of them out there. Not even no, the no. big, tall fuckers. No. That the, the whole team plays with a swagger. There's, if you, I mean, like I say, I've watched a lot of NHL hockey this year. If you watch the Capitals, that team has a, a certain swagger about them, and it certain physicality that goes along with the finesse that they have too. So, I mean, it's it they're they're really really fun to watch. I, I really enjoy watching them play, even though, obviously, I'm a Rangers fan, but I got to give a lot of credit to uh, the Washington Capitals. Yeah, and, and the way Tom plays is he's got a, like a little chip on his shoulder, right? So if you look at like Marcus Foligno for the Wild, he's a big physical player, scores once in a while, um, can kind of do the same things Tom Wilson can do, but he doesn't have that. He's not chirping people. He's not getting in people's heads. He's not doing that kind of stuff that Tom Wilson might do. You know, right. so he just plays with like a chip on his shoulder and he fucks with people. And, you know, it's always – something with him you know, never know what it's going to be but there's going to be some kind of altercation in the game that he creates yeah you got maddie kachuk out in calgary that's got a little bit of that in him you yeah, know he's, definitely. you know you got brady kachuk in uh, ottawa that's showing that he's got a little bit of that to his game too so 
there's uh, there is some young players in the league kind of, you know, that do that are showing they have kind of that ability to uh, play both sides of the both sides of the puck there. Yeah. yeah. And you got a guy like Hartman, small guy. He's not very big at all for the wild last night. They're struggling. They had one shot in the first period. In the second period, he comes out and he fights. I don't know, pretty quick. I think right at the end of the first period, he, he fights somebody. And then the next period, he scores a goal. You know, and like that kind of play, man. He was being aggressive. He fought somebody. He got his team back into the game. Comes out, scores a goal. I mean, that kind of shit gets your team fired up, right? Like you brought the momentum back to the wild. And they ended up, you know, going to a shootout. But that kind of thing is, uh, you know, kind of gets lost in today's game as far as changing momentum. Yeah, yeah. almost had a Gordy Howe hat trick, a goal, an assist, and a fight. He was just lacking the assist. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to get that, actually. So, I mean, there's a lot of hockey left to play. I mean, what do we got, 82-game season? We're right around the 30-game mark. Um, so we're almost a third in here. Uh, we are a third in. So, you know, we're probably going to see some trades, I would think, in the next 20 games. And I don't know when the deadline is. When When's the deadline, do you know? No idea. I just know we're coming up on the All-Star break. Um, yeah. World, World uh, Juniors are coming up December 26th. New contracts will be signed here right after the All-Star, you know, yeah. signing some, some of these. Pre-agents out up. there right now. Pre-agents, so. Halsey, where's he going to go? I doubt he's staying in fucking Jersey. No. I mean, I can't see why he'd want to. Um, But that's going to be a big one. That's been talked about quite a bit, uh, where Halsey goes. So somebody might pick up him for a nice playoff run. New Jersey, man, that's just a big question mark, right? I can't can't really put my finger on that for me. They should hire me as a GM. I'll square that shit away right now. Minus minus thirty seven goal differential in Jersey. <laughs> Unbelievable. I want to pick up some defensemen or some defensive minded forwards. You know, at the at the <laughs> same sure, time, sure. though, I'm, if I'm going to say unbelievable, look at Detroit though, minus sixty two in goal differential. So, wow. yeah, how would you like to be the keeper seeing that rubber every night? I mean, Howard's hurt. I don't know if he's back yet. We can ask uh, him. Yeah, we should call him up and see what he says and. Um, you know, I think their backup, he was just sick, so he was in, you know, he's back in, but they've been struggling everywhere. I feel bad for a guy like Larkin, right? Because he's locked Is that into a record, Frank honestly, though. I mean, not, not to get too far, I mean, it's minus 62 goal differential. I mean, the, like I said, the only other team, New Jersey Devils, are minus 37. That's the closest one. Mm, I don't know what your record is on that. Yeah, yeah like and there's. Still holding on to their coach, right? So that's I think that's why that's coming across the the news feed lately is you know what's Eiserman going to do first of all? Um, is it going to be a coach or is he going to start trading some players because he's got to do something? You're not winning. I mean Jersey's at least trying to make some changes with their shit, Joe. Detroit's um, a young squad, young young squad in Detroit for the most part. Yeah, and they have some players that got signed by the last GM that he's kind of waiting for them to fall off and free up space and. And then go Dive. after some players. Pat, did you so, talk about the Atlantic already? Or? Uh, I, I did Central. Um, oh. Robbie did the West. You did Metrosexual. Who did the Atlantic? We talked about it a little bit. If you want to mention anything, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, I was just I, I only thing I would mention about it is I watched Florida the other night and I was just amazed at the emptiness of the rink. I I mean Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good topic. I wanted to bring oh, that up. God, Go I mean I just I couldn't believe I was looking at it and I was thinking to myself, like I don't think the number of uh player the number of fans in that arena would fill up Appleton Arena. I, I don't think it would. I, I honestly don't. Um I just thought it was pathetic. Do? I mean it was yeah. pathetic to look at. I mean, because I mean, you've got some pretty good hockey players in Florida right now. You got a good, you know, a really good coach down there in Quenville. I mean, what, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously they can produce, they can uh, make the product on the ice a little bit better, you know, get winning a little bit more, which would maybe help things. But I don't know. I mean, even if they start winning at a high clip, that place is fucking empty. Yeah. Don't you think like at hockey games that if, you know, I don't know, I guess I could. Might have to get strippers in there or something. No, I well, mean. Just- Put it in perspective a little bit. Okay, holders. And after, you know, the first period, if you're not in your seats, then everyone from the two top two tiers. Yes. Can move down. Yes. yes. Yeah. But the problem is there is everybody will buy the cheap seats and then move down. Right. So they'll never sell the, yeah. the lower bowl. But I don't think but, anybody's buying the seats. Yeah. So, you know, so I went, I went on to buy tickets and you can sit in the upper bowl for 10 bucks or you can sit, I found tickets, I think fourth row up from the glass for $25. (laughs) Right. So if you take that in perspective and you go, all right, well, Rangers tickets are probably 120 for cheap, cheap seats. And the low seats are probably 400. Yeah. You're not, you're up in the uh, nosebleed about 180 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been to that. You've been to the rink, right? Pat in Florida. Yeah, I've been I've been, there. that's where the that's where the draft was, right? When uh, yeah. when Jordy was taken, right? So I've been to that rink. I've watched a couple of games in Sunrise, Florida, down there where the rink beautiful. is. Beautiful. It's a beautiful nice rink. Thing. It really is. It's go- it's gorgeous. Uh, they got a you know beautiful. At the time I went there, they had like a big Budweiser beer garden that was there, and yeah, it's still there. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't do a hell of a lot more for the fan experience to improve it. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what the hell they do. I know like. When you look at like Jacksonville Jaguars, they put a freaking pool in their rink or pool in their uh, stadium to have people hang out in and stuff like that. I don't know if you probably can't do that in a hockey rink, but I don't know what you do. I I, I think it's a shame, though, because um, maybe as more New Yorkers get transplanted in Florida, like Marky Morley and stuff like that, and more Northerners get transplanted down there and maybe hockey starts growing a bit more there. Um, you'll see that improve, but I, I just, I watched it and I was like, good God, I, I can't imagine being a professional hockey player and, you know, listening yeah. to the puck, like the sound of the puck hitting the boards was like hollow, you know, like, cause there's nobody there yeah. to drown. Like the sound of the crowd isn't drowning out the puck hitting the boards and shit like that. I, I just watched it for a while and I was like, wow, it's almost unwatchable. But anyways. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, there's my tangent. So as far as like minor hockey, I'm just moving to the Florida area and my kids getting involved and, we have to drive about an hour, 50 minutes um, to get to a rink in West Palm and uh, south. And then there's, I think there's a rink just south of that in Lake Worth. And there's one down where the Panthers play that minor hockey plays in. Other than that, there's Orlando and I think over in Tampa. So there's not many rinks in this whole state, right? I was talking to the guy about it. And if you think about how many people are playing minor hockey in Florida, it's, it's not very great right so um and in north of me because i'm going an hour south north of me i don't even think there's a rink um that i know of that i heard of unless you go um out west to orlando so there's not a lot of hell of a lot hell of a lot of hockey being played down here 
And I know the Panth- <clears throat> the Panthers are they have an organization now that they it's like a learn to skate program and they give you they give your kids all the pads to play. And then the program might be like I don't know, three, four hundred dollars for the skate part, but they're giving kids all their gear to try to get more kids to play down here. So um, some of the kids that I did see are, you know, pretty good. I mean, because they're playing a lot and they've got some pretty good coaches that have been transplanted down here. But it's like the kids that um, are playing are people like me, Bob Pryor, you know, North Canadians and New York and people from up there that have moved down here and they want their kids to be involved. Right. So you don't have a lot of Florida kids, you know, people that grew up here playing. Right. So. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, there's, there, there is, there's a rink up in Jacksonville um, that would be far north of you, and I think there's one in Daytona maybe. But other than that, you're right. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, Jacksonville yeah, so definitely, that two hours, has three a, hours. Yeah, Jacksonville is uh, at least two hours north of you. But yeah, Jacksonville, it's, it's, uh, Hitman. Hitman, yep. Yeah. So it's way, way the hell up there. Over on the West Coast, there's a couple rinks. But to put it in perspective, I mean, there's millions of people <laughs> – and no rinks where, where we came from, there's thousands of people and hundred rinks. rinks. <laughs> you know, people so. rather be in the beat. I mean, the up here, you know, where we're from, I mean, it's six, seven months of the six months of the year. I mean, you're locked in some cold weather, so you might as well be skating. Four rinks yeah. in our little town. Three, well, four if you count the outdoor rink. So and it costs about five times as much to play down here and that kind of stuff. So I think they're trying to get you know, give kids gear to get them started and stuff like that. But got to be expensive yeah. to even, you know, keep the rinks cold. You know, I mean, I can't imagine what that cost is when you're sitting in 85 degree weather all the time. So, well, according to the media, you should be teaching your kids how to throw a, a baseball. You know, I agree. Yankees just yeah. sign that pitcher for hold on a minute. Oh. Hudson, wake up. Let's go. <laughs> go make them pitch. How much was that anyway? Like three hundred and forty million for nine years, something like that. Three three hundred and twenty-four million. Oh, Jesus, poor guy. Three million in well, Garrett Cole is the guy we're talking about. Anybody listening? Yankee. Side. I wonder. I wonder what the guaranteed money is there. Probably more money than anybody would make in a lifetime. A lot. Doesn't even matter. A lot. <laughs> well, you know, it's the Cashman goes out and signs him. I mean. They've been beaten by the Astros the last two years in the playoffs. So what are they going to do? They take the Astros' best pitcher, right? So, I mean, okay. somebody yeah, else is going to pay him if they don't. Fool me once. Wait. <laughs> fool me once. They're not going to fool me. me. Fool me twice. Can't, can't get fooled again. I'm not How does that go? Fool me once. Oh shame on me. Fool me twice. No, fool me. Yeah, whatever. George Bush. George Bush. All right, brandedbills.com. Check them out. Their lids are pretty sweet. They sponsor the uh, Blue Line Hockey Club now, so check them out. They got custom lids at brandedbills.com. Um, we also got another sponsor that Pat's going to mention. Our Derek can jump in and do an endorsement for our apparel sponsors. Oh, uh, yeah, we're getting some um, uh, new apparel on the website from uh, Victory Promotion. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have a company store set up on our website here shortly. Um, you'll be able to go online on our site, click on the uh, Victory Promotions link on that on our site to access all sorts of different apparel. Honestly, you'll be able to get hats, toques, shirts, uh, hoodies, sweats, um, quarter zips, 
all sorts of stuff, man. You go on there and take a look. Um, really, really good looking gear. We're pretty excited about um, all this stuff moving forward. So um, we also have some other exciting uh, news to announce here coming up soon as far as another partnership we'll have. So um, Victory Promotions. Victory Promotions. Uh, look forward to some new apparel. All right, boys. Great interview with Alex Stalock tonight. And uh, stay tuned for all of our podcasts, our past present go onto our website for all 84 podcasts or check them out on on your apple podcast platforms and stitcher and all that good stuff check us out on twitter and facebook instagram all the social media accounts that we have out there and you can watch the show um video on youtube we have a youtube channel so if you want to watch the show instead of listening check out our youtube channel um all kinds of good watch stuff happening you can see as much beer there drink yeah how much lardy is in our lips. All right, boys, another great episode. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up.